Episode 33, Blistering Truths, Part 2. Hi, this is Dragnacarta, DM for Curse of Strahd, Twice Bitten. You're listening to the Twice Bitten Podcast, a campaign where five Curse of Strahd DMs head back into the mists for a hauntingly familiar adventure. Starring Jack as Vetrion, Kaya as Lillison, Linus as Amity, Serena as Kiva, and Twy as Deer. You can catch the horror live every Saturday at 1 p.m. Eastern, 10 a.m. Pacific on Twitch at twitch.tv slash rcurseofstrahd, or watch new episodes every Monday on YouTube at youtube.com slash c slash rcurseofstrahd. You can also listen to new episodes of this podcast weekly at anchor.fm slash twice-bitten, or wherever you like to syndicate your podcasts. Now, let's get right to Ravenloft. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to Twice Bitten. Thank you all for sticking around, and let's dive right back in to Twice Bitten. Kiva, as you stand there in the doorway of the darkened house, the sun sword blazing with radiance, you see the pale, sunken form of Father Lucy and his skin pale and pierced and drenched in places with stains of ancient blood, his eyes dark and then flaring toward you. And as soon as he sees and feels the radiance of the sun sword, he hisses and immediately scrambles back on hands and knees toward the back wall, eyes wide. Put it away! Put away the cursed light. Make it stop. You see, already beginning to rise from the corners of his flesh, burning away at him. Kiva will um, look to who's ever close to her and probably see that it is Matrion, and uh, and just say, um, she's got tears in her eyes, and he can obviously very clearly see it in the light of the sun sword. But she's just going to say. Um, I'll, I'll take care of it if you want me to, but if- No, turn, turn it off, please. Uh, Lucy. Metrion, Metrion, that's not him. Through. She's gonna block him. Oh. Yeah, she's not gonna let him get closer. <laughs> you know Lucy. that's not him. You know that's not him. I know, I know what this is, but you have to, you have to trust me. He's hurt people, Metrion. He's not the same person that helped you. Lucien immediately hisses in pain as you watch the smoke continues to rise from his flesh, uh, the radiance actually burning away at his skin. Uh, and glancing around, he quickly continues to skittle, skitter backwards in a blind panic, vanishing into a, a chamber to a side room. Hmm. Erythrindir's uh, diving after him. Yeah, Metreon's yeah, going to try Kiva's, and Kiva's Kiva. going to follow as well. She'll let him go, but she's going to run after him and try to swing as soon as he's in range. I'm just going to run and try to grapple him. As you do, you hear the uh, squealing and chittering that you've heard since entering this uh, house suddenly rise to Roshendo, and you hear the fierce squeals of tiny rodents as from the mattress you saw in the corner, dozens and dozens of rats suddenly burst forth as you move to confront him, flowing outward uh, from the corners of the room. I need everyone to roll initiative for me. Ooh, okay. Exciting. Once you make an axe encounter. Yep. All right, everyone roll. It's uh, 11 for me. 10. Okay. A lot of very ro- low rolls, it seems, today. All right. Uh, with that, um, Esmeralda will 
step in uh, behind you and uh, stepping just past you, uh, throw a uh, bolt of spiraling flame toward the rats obstructing the door. Uh, that'll be a firebolt. Okay, uh, that will hit. Dealing not a whole lot of damage, probably four points of damage, as most of the swarm manages to avoid it. Um, she glances toward you. You might not want to get, let them get too far away. All right, uh, that is the end of her turn. Kiva, you are up. All right. All right, so she's going to move there. Um, and with her action, she is going to cast command at Father Lucian and tell him, uh, I believe the word is halt. Uh, I'm not sure if this is going to work because of the sun sword um, being actively harmful, but she's going to try it. Okay, uh, let me just check something real quick. Um, I would say that Kiva's aware that command does not affect undead. So. Oh, fuck me. Wow, that's right there, isn't it? In front of my fucking face. You okay. can choose something else if you'd like. Yes, that would be great. Um, so I can't, obviously, the swarm of rats, I can't pass through that. You like, can, I, actually. They're, oh, they're just yeah. a swarm of, like, you can move through their square. They are just a swarm of small, horde-like bodies. Amazing. She's going to do that then. She's going to get right up on top of him, and she's going to take a swing with the sun sword then. Okay, go for it. As you do, that Swarm of Rats is going to make an opportunity attack against you. Totally great. Let's go. That is a 17 to hit. That hits. All right, you suffer 10 points of piercing damage. All right. The um, rats kind of start crawling up around you, some of them slipping into your uh, sleeves and crawling up your legs into your tunic, uh, and you feel tiny bites uh, tearing away at your skin and flesh. Uh, as the squealing and chittering rises to a terrible sound. Uh, but you are able to shake most of them off and step through the swarm, where you now, are now find yourself face-to-face -face with Father Lucian. Yeah, that's Ooh. a horrible feeling. Thank God for adrenaline. Um, that's a 14 to hit. Does it hit? I don't know. That's kind of low. You bring up the sun sword, blazing with uh, fierce radiance, and slam it forward just toward Lucian's uh, shoulder. With, in a blink of an eye, he moves, his form ups blurring with supernatural speed and reappearing mere inches away from where the sword has now seared through the ancient rotted wood of the chamber. He bares his teeth and hisses toward you. I didn't, I did not come for you. Let me be. No, this is ends tonight, right here. Uh, and I guess since that misses, she's just gonna um, stay on top of him for her rest of her turn. But in response, as you watch, uh, the smoke can continue to rise from the exposed flesh to the radiance. Um, he, as he claws at his face, kind of almost drawing long tendrils of red down the skin, you hear a rasping hiss. You... But you, you fought to protect me. Protect me again. And with that, he merely turns toward the wall, still hissing in pain from the burning radiance so close. and begins moving, to turning as if to scrabble up it. Uh, Kiva, that's the end of your turn. Metreon, you're up. Yeah, Metreon, seeing Kiva rush after, uh, immediately follows. And uh, I'll take the opportunity to attack on the uh, the rats. Uh, but... They have used a reaction. Oh, fantastic. Uh, so yeah, I just leap over the pile. Uh, and as I do, I get behind Kiva and I'm going to try and get the sword out of her hand. Ooh, good luck. Yeah, I know. It's, it's a motion right now. Okay, I would say uh, make an athletics check. Uh, sorry, no, make an attack roll. Uh, this is just a standard dexterity attack roll. Kiva, you can make an athletics check or an acrobatics check. All right. Woof. So that's uh, 
D20 plus my dex mod? Yes. Uh, I believe plus your proficiency. Also, uh, Kiva, are you you're holding the sun sword with one or two hands? She's holding it with two hands. All right. Uh, Metron, you have disadvantage. Okay. Um, my proficiency is three, right? At seven? Uh, I believe so, yes. Uh, well, fuck me. Uh, can I have a very good name? <laughs> Uh, that's a 9 and a 24. Gotcha. Uh, Kiva, you hear sudden footsteps behind you as, uh, turning instinctively, you pull the hilt of the sun sword, uh, it's almost weightless form, blurring effortlessly through the air. As you see, at the corner of your eye, Metreon lunging for the place where your hands wrap around the hilt, as if to, a clear with a clear intent, you think, of knocking it from your grasp. Let's turn it off, let him go, we could talk to him. Stop. You see, he's fucking hurting right now. He's hurting because he's a vampire. Turn Let it off. Go. All right, Arthur, you're yes. up. All right. He runs inside and sees just the mess that's happening right now. Okay, move 20 feet. So can't get much of anywhere. He has an idea. He's going to... Did not mean to do that. He's going to raise his wand. There's something between... There's just a blind sort of anger in his eyes. As he raises his wand and casts lightning lore to yank Lucian over towards him. Okay. It's going to be a strength save, please. Very well. That is a 16. That passes. Unfortunately, you watch as... Uh, let me double check something real quick. Okay. Uh, you watch as Erthendir's hand flashes through the air and then spiraling from the place where his, uh, his fingers clench together, you see a whip, a lash of bone attached to bone attached to bone that flare and crackle with the energy of lightning he lashes it forward the end of it cracking through the air as it spirals right through the air where lucian's leg rests upon the ground watch the vampire looks down toward for a moment grunting and snarling and then pulls with supernatural strength and fury Arthur, you find yourself heaved forward a few inches before you catch yourself the arcane lash shattering and then fading with tiny motes of crackling black lightning. Alright. He sees Kiva and Metreon grappling, but is just going to step to the side so other people can get through for now. And that's his turn. Okay. Amity, you're up. Alright, Amity rushes in. And let's see how far she can get. Um, oh. Well, uh, if she can uh, sort of stand amidst some rats, then she rushes right up, ignoring the rats, to this vampire spawn. Uh, and she is going to try to latch her tail around his ankles for a grapple, please. Woo! Okay. Woo Give me an athletics check, please. And let me double check something real quick. It's not the best roll I have done tonight. It is a nine. Well, we shall see what That's happens. That's a critical fail for Amity, for reference. That is also a nine, so I would ask you to roll again. Oh, oh wait, wait, wait. wait. DM? DM? Yes? Yeah. No. Deer snarls. Don't you dare. Just stay still and fucking die. And that nine of his is going to be a five. All right. Uh, as you, your words cut through the air, you immediately see the vampire twist, uh, snarling, rasping in pain and agony. Uh, you watch as the flesh across the skin can use to boil and bubble, and you watch as the sunlight pierces against him, the flesh actually beginning to grow further sunken, his movements going sluggish and slower. Uh, it seems that the intensity of the sunlight is having some sort of debilitating effect upon him. Uh, with that, Amity, you whip forward, your tail lashing around his ankle and pulling him 
tight toward you as he struggles in vain to break free. Uh, dang rats. That is a grapple. Um, um, I, I don't know what you want out of this. We, we have to kill it. Uh, it's not an it. I don't, I don't think she recognizes the face of Father Lucian. <laughs> anyway, uh, it's yeah, on to the vampire spawn's turn. Okay. Uh, so first, uh, the uh, rats will make their move. So. That's going to be an attack against Kiva, an attack against Amity, an attack against Deer. Yep. An attack against Metreon. Yeah. Let's take their moves. Okay, so that is a nine against Amity, a crit against Kiva, a seven against Metreon, and a twenty against Aerithrendir. Uh, yep. Bring Metreon. it on. Okay, Aerithrendir, you suffer five points of piercing damage as the rats all around you swirl up around your uh, limbs and legs and some of them even crawling as far up as your torso, nipping and biting and tearing. Uh, Kiva, you suffer 19 points of piercing damage as you struggle uh, to pull yourself uh, up to deal a finishing blow to the vampire before you. But as you do, uh, one of the rats actually climbs all the way up the back of your neck and then over uh, past your ear and then bites down directly on the bridge of your nose toward your eye and you yelp in pain, stumbling back as the others around you continue to gnaw at every bunch of exposed flesh they can reach. Uh, that is the end of the rat's turns. So, uh, after that, the vampire, twisting an Amity's grip, snarling and hissing in pain, uh, turning frantically to face Metreon. You, boy, Metreon. I remember you. Please, my boy, my son. You always had so much to give. Help me. Metreon is quaking right now. He's... He doesn't know what to do. Alright. Um, as soon as he sees that... Um, Lucian's eyes narrow and he snarls um, you watch as the moment his tongue is exposed to the air it itself begins to sizzle and burn with the light of the sun sword touches upon it curse you curse the morning lord curse this foul radiance uh, and with that he immediately uh, whipping around uh, makes an embittered embattled effort to escape Amity's grasp uh, that's going to be... Hmm? Uh, that's 21. Good luck. <laughs> that is a 14 with disadvantage. He struggles to break free, his claws scrabbling along the way where you hold him. Uh, but with each gasping breath, you watch as his skin continues to smolder and burn, his movements growing weaker and weaker with every moment he is restrained within the sunlight. You watch for a moment, the flesh attempting to knit back together, but then utterly failing and burning away as the wounds grow deeper and deeper. Um, Irene and Ismark will make their way in. Let's see. One, two, three, four. Ismark can make his way over here. Ismark uh, sees Amity and immediately lashes forward, uh, moving to grapple onto the vampire as well. We're holding it here, yes? Yeah, come on. That's the plan. No. Oh. All right. Eat sunlight, you fucking bastard! And he's going to lash forward uh, and make an athletic strike to grapple. Go is Mark. Best Unfortunately, ball. as he does, uh, Lucian uh, nimbly rolls aside, pulling on some reserves of speed or strength. Uh, poor Ismark rolling with uh, advantage gets an 11, and Lucian with disadvantage gets a 19. Very sad. Uh, unfortunate, but that is that. Irina is going to uh, step forward and take a swipe at the rats uh, around Metreon's feet. Unfortunately, there are too many and she struggles to reach them without slicing across Metreon's own skin. Metreon, whatever is going on, you have to snap out of it. 
Yeah, she would be able to see that his eyes are welling up and he's just watching Lucian burning in the sunlight. He looks completely helpless. Okay. Um, As she begins her turn, Esmeralda pulls rapidly up behind Ismark and looks at the vampire trying to tug its way free of Amity's grasp. She snarls and holds up her hand and whispers, Oh, no, you don't. And she begins whispering the words of a spell. As you watch, um, darkness crackles at her fingertips before coalescing into four shrieking missiles of screaming uh, apparitions that streak through the air before smashing across the vampire's chest as she casts Magic Missile. Let's go! Dealing eight points of damage. All right, uh, that is the end of her turn. Kiva, you're up. All right, uh, she is going to uh, rage with her bonus action. And I know I don't have to rage to Reckless, but I'm gonna do it anyway. Uh, hit the one-two punch and Reckless attack with the Sun Sword. Mess them all means. How's a 26 sound? That will hit. Great. So she is going, that is uh, 16 points of damage, and she is, I think, fuck Do it. it. Do it. She's gonna expend a spell slot for uh, 2d8 bonus damage. 3d8. He's an undead. 3d8. Oh my god, I love that. <laughs> Paladin life, baby. Roll it. Wow. Wah, a lame wah. low roll, but uh, nine points of damage additionally. So what's that, 25? Jesus. Okay. Uh, with that, bringing the sun sword high, you drive it forward, slicing uh, deep into Lucian's torso and slashing it across the side. Uh, you watch as dark, matted uh, blood begins to drip and ooze from the wound as he howls in pain. The sun sword half cauterizing, half burning deeper into the flesh as it cuts through. Uh, he does, you, he seems to be on his last legs. Amazing. That's awesome. And I rolled on my fun little table, so I can't wait for someone to hit me this time. Okay, uh, Metron, you're up. Uh, that someone might be me. Uh, cause I'm going to, just in this emotional rage, uh, I'm going to try and grapple her. And try to keep her from hitting him again. Eva? Yes. I would say that Metron would know that the grapple does not do that, but you can try to pull her away if you grapple her. Just whatever is going to like restrain her or keep her from hitting him. I would say you can try to grapple her and then try to pull her back. Okay, I'll do that. And that's, uh, that's what was that again? My athletics or that was just my deck? Yes, plus? your athletics against hers. And if she's raging, she has advantage on this athletics. That's fine. That's fine. Yep. Or acrobatics if she prefers. Uh, that's a one. Oh, thank God. Not 20. 21. Metron, with, you feel a lump growing in your throat, your eyes beating with moisture. You grapple toward her, doing your best to find some purchase upon her shoulders and her arms, trying to pull her away as you hear Lucian's tormented gasps, the ragged breath still echoing with the sound of the voice of the man you once knew. But Kiva is like a pillar standing there, refusing to budge for an instant, her eyes blazing as she locks gazes with the squirming, writhing spawn before her. Yeah, she would hear him whimpering, uh, just feebly trying to pull her away. And like, he sounds almost like a child, just trying to just drag her off of him. Uh, uh, and I'll also use my bonus action to disengage so that I don't get attacked by the rats. And that's my turn. Okay, very good. Arthur, you're up. He is thrashing at the rats, but he seems otherwise occupied. He's looking at Kiva and Metreon wrestling, look at the state of the vampire spawn, watching Esmeralda. And he... Fine. Let's end this for everybody's sake. And he raises a hand, mirroring Ez's motions exactly. And casts magic missile. Trying to... Woo! Put an end to the vampire. 
Okay, you watch as streaking through the air, crackling with force, three dark shadows slam, spiraling through the air directly into the vampire spawn's side. Uh, how sure. much damage? Uh, that's at second level, so that'll be 16. Okay. You watch as a fourth dart suddenly emerges from the shadow of the third, and all four of them pummel the torso that goes flying backward. You see blood pouring forth from the wounds, uh, the broken and battered body hanging limply against the wall as Amity pins him there, uh, each of the wounds immediately catarizing and bubbling with searing heat as they're exposed to the sunlight. You hear Lucian whimpering now, No! Please, you can't! He turns to Amity. Please, put him put him out of this. And he's going to give her bardic inspiration. That's his turn. All right, Amity, you're up. Um, okay. Uh, in that case, I suppose Amity is going to cast Vicious Mockery. I, I don't know if I can end him. I have to hold on to him. But, oh, whoops, cast it twice there. Um, oh, but I should be adding them together anyway. He has to make a wisdom save. Okay. That is a nine. It takes absolutely no effort to hold you here like this. You're barely a vampire. He takes six uh, psychic damage, but I think I can add a... I, I can add Bardic Inspiration to this, right? Oh, uh, yes. Of as of... Yeah, Tasha's. Yeah. yeah. So I can add the D8. Spell damage. So I can add eight. <laughs> uh, so the total is 14 psychic damage, actually. Okay. Amity, MVP! Well, I How would Amity like to do this? There. Oh, gosh. Um, yeah, as she whispers this insult to him, she's just going to tighten the grip of her tail until it, like, cracks his ankles and he just collapses to the ground, uh, being burnt by the blazing light of the sun sword. And as you watch, he crumples to the ground onto his knees, his hands scrabbling at the dirt and grime across the wooden floor. No! No, please! You have to... You have to. And at, the, at that moment, you watch as the spiraling flames of the radiance begin to consume, leaping across his face and his forehead, burning down and beginning to smolder around his eyes that soon burn to black char. Have to save me. Save me. Save me. And then he collapses to the ground, a shriveled, burning husk that soon crumples into ash. Uh, do we have to get to the coffin or stab him with a yeah, stake? Yeah, Kiva, Kiva looks to Esmeralda immediately. What do we have to do? What do we have to do? Immediately you watch as the rats skitter and squeal and begin slipping away into the dark corners of the household. As Esmeralda, trembling, takes a step forward and inspects the body, pulling her hand through the pile of fine white ash on the wooden floor and shakes her head. Says no need. A vampire that perishes in the reach of the sun is no more. She glances up and meets Kiva's eyes. It is gone. Kiva just uh, looks at her and looks at Metreon and just pushes past him to walk to the emptiness of the room. Metreon's knees start to buckle and uh, he drops to them and pathetically crawls towards the pile of ash and uh, burned clergy robes and just is beside himself and is lost in trying to figure out what happened, why it's happening. Earth and Deer, just seeing the rats disperse, strides into the room, and just sits down beside him. 
I'm so sorry. Don't say that. You know you weren't. None of you were. You're right. I didn't know him. But I'm sorry you lost him again. Get away from me, please. Right now. He stands very kind of dead-faced. Sure. Why the fuck not? Don't you dare take that fucking tone with me, you piece of shit. You know, in you another mood... No, in another mood, in another life, I might have been compelled to argue with you. Have your fucking sorrow. Because tomorrow we're going to have to get up in the morning and we're going to do this again. And again. And again. So, I'm sorry. Take your time. But don't act like you're the only one who's fucking suffered. Take Metron your time. Doesn't even look at him. Just goes back to the uh, pile of Lucian. Yep. He walks away. Is uh is Esmeralda and like uh Erthendir and Ismark and everyone uh once they leave Metreon, are they like in the, the sort of main room of the house? Yes, everyone is relatively accessible. She will uh sort of deactivate the sun sword and look at everyone, but also look at Ez in a way that's like, I don't know if I can trust you all to do this. Um, but she says very quietly and controlled. If that's me, none of you hesitate. None of you. Is there a way to turn a vampire into a not-pyre? Seems like sunlight's the only way to do that. I mean, I mean like a, a person again. I don't think so. If there was, I mean, I feel like Van Richten or Ez would know it, right? Amanita returns to Ez. Does she know anything? Esmeralda sighs and shakes her head. There are certain magics that I imagine would be capable of resurrecting a creature if it were first slain, but most of them that I know of, once it has been turned, there's nothing left to bring back. So then you promise me right now, and I will do the same for you, that if any one of us becomes like him, we do not hesitate to put each other down. Done. I might have trouble doing it, but if what Esmeralda said is right, then it won't be you anymore. I won't hesitate. She nods and looks very, very thankful at Erthrandir and Amity. Um, and like comforted in a very surprising way at this moment. And then just um, sort of gives both of their shoulders a squeeze and uh, and then just goes back to being silent. Also, sorry, I wasn't filled in. Is that someone that was someone Metreon knew? He was the, the priest at the church. When we were in there, Strahd ripped oh. his throat out in front of us. Oh. Curses. He just, I think he just needs time. We're not gonna, we shouldn't bother him about it, but I think at some point we do need to communicate how very fucking dangerous and stupid it was trying to stop us from killing him. He's not gonna listen. Well, then I won't hesitate to put people out of the way when they're trying to interrupt either. Fine. Sure. Yeah, no, we've... We'll do what we've got, apparently. That's... But we've got a week or two left to live before we either have to kill the vampire or he kills us. Guess we just kind of... Whatever we have, we go for it. Erthrandir's very obviously, like, not all here at the moment. 
it, sorry, I... I just wish he'd have... I'm sorry for him. I'm sorry he's hurting like this. I just... I don't know what to do. He'll learn to kill like the rest of us have. Or he dies. I guess that's it. Right. Um, she does cast a look over to Metreon's direction, but uh, decides not to approach him. Um, just uh, looks around at the group and... Uh, and... Uh, uh, just sighs and uh, waits. You hear footsteps as, as Mark steps forward, clearing his throat. Um, Amity, um, where does Lillison? Oh, oh, don't worry. So when um, Metrian and I went to question Mil... Oh, we should check in on Milvash. We should tell them everything's okay. Oh, uh, everyone, well, let's wait for Metrion and then we can go tell Milvosh that everything's fine now. I mean, Milvoy. But don't wait. worry, she's telling the gods. What do you um, mean, Lillison's not with you? What he, uh, she told me she was going to the Baron's house. I thought or, she was going with wait, you no, to Milvoy. No, exactly. Yeah, she was. But then we decided it would be more efficient in case we didn't find the vampire. And there's, I mean, well, there's no use for this now. She's going to tell the gods that everyone should stay inside tonight. Um, or I guess she's telling the gods to tell everyone that people should stay inside tonight so that if we hadn't killed... This is, is this making any sense? No. No, it's she not. She told me she was going to Lady Waters. Uh, so where did she go? Uh, no, uh, so we, we did sort of change our minds about this on the road. Uh, we, were, we were talking about this, but she's going to tell the gods to tell other people to stay inside tonight because there might be a dangerous vampire. Metreon, you believed Lillison when she said that. Metreon uh, looks up and uh, slumps his shoulders some more. And uh... wait, Metreon is uh, now's not the time. Also, should I be offended that you're scolding Metreon for that and not me? No, 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 no. I, I just. Uh... Look, if she told, I almost said twice, if she told Erfindir, <laughs> she was going one place, and she told you she's going another place, and we took care of the vampire, and there's no guards that we saw running through the streets. We were the only ones coming. So something's not adding up. And I'm pretty sure she was lying to me about something. Well, I mean, what did she seem like when she, why would she be going to the Barons in the first place? She was something about trying to, make I, I I didn't really parse it I think it was like half a cover story half real but it that like she was trying to make on like she was someone either Fiona or one of the boy or one of her sons could marry to get political leverage I don't all I know is she took my nice cloak she told me right. on the road that she wasn't interested in any of that sort of thing so why would she be now all of a sudden interested in getting married political leverage. I do believe her on that bit. She uh, told me some shit I should not say in front of, and thus she's told me. Regardless, she's presumably neither of these places, and at some third location at which she needs a fancy cloak, and for none of us to know where the fuck she is. After which, after oh. we've already known that she knows how to mind control us, subtly without anyone knowing. So my vote okay. is we find her. Andy casts Sending, targeting Lillison. All right. Um, what do you say on your Sending? Um, she says, uh, hey, where are you? I want to regroup. As your Sending vanishes into the air of the night, it takes a few moments before you receive a response. But in Lillison's uh, familiar, slightly lilted tones, you hear, 
I'm near the eastern gates. And then nothing. That's all. Um, well, she said she's near the eastern gates, and I'm hope I hope she's standing right by them, otherwise that would be unnecessarily vague. She's lying to us. Go to the eastern gates, and if she's not there, then we know she's lying. Uh... Like, come on. Before we do, I do you think that we should maybe deal with the remains in, in case it's obvious that it was caused by, you know, sunlight? We could bury them in the graveyard. That seems like the right move. Look, I don't think he wants to hear from you or me, Erthrandir, so maybe someone else goes and uh, and talks to him. The MD, could you? MD nods uh, somewhat pensively, and she will return to Metreon. Yeah, Metrion hasn't moved aside from when he looked up at uh, Akiva. I... I'm sorry. I don't know if there's ways to... well... bring him back. I couldn't help him. I couldn't help him the first time, I couldn't help him the second time. I've had to watch this man die twice I couldn't do anything about it <sighs> I know what y'all did was probably the right thing but I can't you can't expect me to just take it on the chin Strop sucks You all should probably go. I'm a, I'll take care of this. Do you think that we should honor him by at least burying his remains in his graveyard? Like I said, I'll take care of it. Amity nods. That's enough for her. Do you want uh, someone to vent against? I just want to be left alone right now. Alright. Um, Amity will walk out of the room. I think, I think Metreon's going to take care of everything himself and we should just go do whatever else we're doing. Not alone and at night. If there's more of those things out here, he could get murdered. So how do we want to split this up? Maybe, um, as takes one group and and I maybe I can yeah. stay with Matreon and 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 we'll catch up to you or or I can go. I was going to say maybe Ismark and Esmeralda stay with him and the rest of us try and find Lawson. All right, all right. Does that Esmeralda work? shakes her head. I don't think that's a good idea. Splitting up, especially now when we've made such a ruckus. I think if there are more of them out there looking for us, then. Splitting up now and exposing ourselves would be one of the worst. Um, forgive me, not a great idea. I am still quite taxed from our activities earlier today, and I fear that I would not be quite able of defending uh, others should uh, multiple spawn arrive to take this one's place. We've already split up, though. I'd rather it be three and three than one and six. I will not force you to do what you do not wish to do, but dividing one's forces in the face of vampires, well, they are ambush predators for a reason. And the alternative is leaving him here, or going in and saying some things we can never, ever take back to get him to stop grieving and come with us right this second. Okay, so maybe... As Mark clears his throat, 
he puts a hand on Metrin's shoulder. I know you're probably going through a lot right now, but look, if if you can't move, then we can help, okay? I know it's a lot, but just just give me something to put him in, all right? He glances around, looking a bit helpless. Does anyone have anything? Kiva just has her backpack, but that probably isn't the best. Erthrandir reaches into his bag and pulls out a small glass bottle with little a, which looks like it in another life might have been used to store ink, but is now clean and competently scrubbed out, which he pans over. Here. Metreon shoots Erthrandir a bit of a look, a mix of like incredulousness and uh, almost a, a, a sense of being offended by the size of the bottle <laughs> um, given the size of the person uh, but uh, he takes the he takes the container and uh, he you just watch him start to very feebly start to scoop in the ashes uh, into the bottle with his hand Here, let me help. And Irina puts down. Do you mind if I give you a hand? No, go, sure. Uh, sure, go for it. She nods and says quietly, I'm sorry. He didn't deserve that. You didn't either. Yes, he just keeps sweeping it in, uh, but she can tell that he's like holding everything back right now and is just trying to focus on the physical mechanics of uh, gathering up his dead friend. Irina nods and silently assists you until the task is done. And yeah, once uh, it's scooped up, he'll put uh, whatever kind of cork or it's uh, a cork, cap yeah. on it. Yeah, just cork it up and uh, put it into his bag. Just stand looking at you all. We're gonna go check on Lillison and then I think go home. Yeah, either way. Arthur and Deer will lead the group towards the eastern gate. On the way, uh, Amity does have something to say if no one else starts a conversation. Go for it. I I knew that earlier you were really worried about Lillison's um, magic. Aerithrin she says to Aerithrin. Yeah, I, I am. Very, very much so. If you're right that she's lying to us right now and trying to sneak off and do something on her own, I mean, I, I don't know what that is, but I did have one way that we might be able to sort of keep her on a rope. What is it? I'm... I don't know about you, but <laughs> magic is, is kind of weird. Like, I, can, I feel like there's only a certain number of times I can cast spells before, before I get... Before you're out, yeah. Before I refresh, you know, wake up in the morning. Yeah, only so much willpower you got before it's just too much. Surely the same applies to her, right? There's only so many times that she can suggest something. I suppose, but the thing is, she hardly ever casts spells that take that kind of effort. She mostly does, like, acid and poison and junk, which I get the sense are cantrips. So, I could not tell you how powerful a mag magus she is. Well, I was thinking that maybe at the end of the day, right before we all get to sleep, well, uh, we, we, we tally how many times that she's casted something, you know, important. And then make her, well, use up the rest so that we know that she didn't sneak one in in between. 
as comforting as that sounds, I think if we have to do that, then we already don't want to be traveling with her. That's fair. I, I, I could also just, um, zone of truth, just, I don't know, I would feel more comfortable at least if every night she, she just said in a zone of truth that she didn't use any kind of mind control magic on you. He looks at Amity and there's immense fondness in his gaze. Thank you, but I guess I... I'm scared, don't get me wrong. I'm... and I'm tremendously angry that she kept this from us. But... I'm also tired of being afraid of it so much. I had enough of that in the bad old days. I... I'd much prefer to just not stay with people who might use magic to hurt me instead of trying to measure things out. I I tried that. It doesn't work. So would you be ready to just well maybe maybe ask her what she's been doing and when she gets back. Yeah. Absolutely. Split up. She's on her own now. When she when she gets back tomorrow morning, we'll see what she's doing. Thank you, Amdi. That's a good plan. If that's what you want, then I'll I'll have your back. I I I don't like splitting up with people. Just you know, each going our own way and. Who knows what now, but... No, you're right. I'll, I'll do, do it. This I'll, no, I'll, I'll do it. <sighs> all right. And he looks at Kiva. Are you all right with this? With, you know... I... Don't get me long. I, I love Lilson. I care about her a lot. But if she's lying to us at a time like this, we need to know why. Look... Obviously, we're all allowed our secrets, but if she is in a place like this, at a certain point, we have to make decisions to survive. And if this is what we have to do and cast her out for our own safety, then it's what then we've got to do. This is what we have to do. Thank you. That, thank you. Look, like I said, I, I trust you guys. In that house, I know we didn't want to make those kinds of decisions, but now that we're out and now that we're this far involved, we have to start. And if we really want to get out of here, we need to be a united front. And people who don't fit into that, we can't help them. Let's just pray that whatever she's doing, she's doing for a good reason. Somebody looks unsteady when Kiva mentions the decisions made inside the house. Yeah, Aerithrandir winces a little bit, too. Okay, so um, let's try to find her and uh, and get to bed. Damn right. Together, you continue eastward across town, passing along and rejoining the central avenue that travels from west to east, soon passing by the silhouette of the Blue Water Inn, illuminated with its uh, faint golden glow beyond the windows. But you continue forward, passing into the eastern side of town, and as the minutes pass, making your way through the empty, abandoned streets, it's not long before you find yourselves on the opposite side of town, just outside of the old palisade walls that tower above the edges of the border. The ancient iron gates that stand there like silent sentinels and on their opposite side, a pair of guards wearing simple chain shirts, bearing pikes in their hands, and at the sound of your, at the sound of your footsteps, swiftly whirl around, one of them barks uh, somewhat unshakily. Who, who goes there? Name yourselves. 
we're the Baron's committee for sorting out the problems the town's been having in recent nights. You're safe. Have you seen a woman recently wearing a green cloak, green leaf at the clasp, anywhere near here? We're looking for a friend of ours. The guardswoman kind of meets your gaze, looking a bit unsteady and not the smallest bit suspicious, um, but slowly shakes her head. Well, but actually, I didn't see, I didn't notice anyone um, recently, but I only got here just after dusk. Fuck. All right. Thank you for your time, ma'am. We'll be going. And then he turns to the others. Where the fuck could she be? Look, I think... I think, um... When we get back, maybe, um... Erthrandir, if you have the ability to hold on a few hours, or if everyone wants to stay up, we don't... We get to her right away. We don't let her go to bed, we don't let her sneak by us, and we, we get our answers tonight. He gives a nasty little smile. I've got a spell that'll let us know when she comes back in the inn. Y'all can sleep, but it'll uh, it'll wake us all up when it happens. Amity, I want you to Zotatrufa. Oh, absolutely, if we find her. And if she's still in Velaki tomorrow morning, I can find her. Good. Then let's go home. Okay. Leaving the eastern gates behind, together you solemnly trudge through the streets, through the muddy cobblestone ways between the solemn townhouses that rise above you like silent specters. And before long, finding yourselves once more approaching the dimly lit silhouette of the Blue Water Inn standing at the crossroads of town. And as you pass into the door and prepare yourselves for the night to come, that's where we will end it for this week. I love how united we are as a group. <laughs> Impeccable vibes. Well, I mean, we are mostly united in our mutual distrust of Lillison right now. Just give someone a give him a common enemy. It works great. Everyone hates Lillison, the new hit sitcom coming to cable programming this fall. Hate is a very Amazing. strong word. Everyone side eyes Lillison's show. <laughs> <laughs> Next week for Kaya's backup character, Lillison. Oh, God. Was this Lillison wearing the, the mustache glasses? Again? The top hat. Yeah. Yep. But with Blinsky's voice. Hello, I am Lillison. Lillison. God, that sounds worse. That sounds like Blinsky wearing a Lillison skin. That's horrifying. I'm into that. Yeah. Oh, I love oh. it. Blinsky gives Leatherface. It's great. Oh, yeah. no, 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 no. Lillison wearing Blinsky skin. Oh, even That's better. even better. Worse. Even better. Yeah. Loose oh, fitting God. garments, you know. God. Well, regardless, thank you all for joining us today. As always, we will see you all back in the mists next week. Until then, do try not to let paranoia divide your friend groups too heavily, though it seems that that might be a foregone conclusion. And take care. Oh, and don't forget about the survey.